there, everyone. Welcome to the Teach Them Diligently podcast. Every week, we bring you insightful and encouraging information to help your homeschool family thrive. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and I'm so glad you're here. On today's podcast, Robert Bortons from Classical Conversations will be joining us. As we near the end of this homeschool year and start making plans for the upcoming one, many are considering what style or approach they want to take next year. So Robert will give us some great information about classical education. We're even going to chat a little bit about homeschooling high school, so you don't want to miss that. Before we dive into the conversation, though, I wanted to tell you about something I am super excited about. Each week for years, David and I have shared our hearts with you through what we endearingly call the Sunday night email. We've now made that even more helpful for you, and I don't want you to miss out. So I'm very excited to introduce you to the Homeschool Subjects newsletter. Homeschool Subjects will replace our Sunday night email and will include not only timely and helpful teaching each week, but it will also give you access to news articles, tips from TTD families, and more. We promise that if you'll take 15 minutes each week to read over that content, you'll see a massive difference in your homeschool efforts. There's even a fun way to win free merch by sharing it with your friends who could use a little homeschool help and encouragement too. If you don't currently receive homeschool subjects each Sunday night, go to homeschoolsubjects.com to subscribe to this free newsletter today. Now, won't you join me in welcoming Robert Bortons from Classical Conversations to the podcast today and see if classical education is a method that would work well for your family. Welcome back, everybody. I am so glad to have you joining us here today, and we have a real treat this week. Robert Bortons with Classical Conversations is joining us, um, and we've got just a lot of stuff to talk about. So, Robert, welcome to the podcast. Can you tell us just a little bit about yourself and your family so that we know uh, more of who we're talking to today? Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Uh, For those of you who don't know who I am, I was homeschooled through high school, and I uh, went to college, got an industrial engineering degree, and uh, did that for about six years, Uh, worked my way up the corporate ladder. Uh, In the meantime, met my wife, who was a public school teacher uh, at the time, April, and uh, my family uh, started Classical Conversations in our basement in 1997, and so I was one of the very first students um, in the program, which is, of course, uh, now worldwide, uh, and uh, I have three children uh, with my wonderful wife. Um, who, uh, when we were dating and uh, courting, uh, you know, one of the questions I had for her is like, you know, I enjoyed being homeschooled, and you're a public school teacher, and if that's not something that you're interested in at all, like this probably should, you know, we should guard our hearts and not go any further. And uh, she started laughing and said she could never send her kids to these schools. So wow. uh, we have we have th- we have three kids now, uh, seven, five, and almost two. And uh, the the oldest two are in a in our local classical conversations community. And uh, I'll tell you that uh, just because you were homeschooled um, doesn't mean you're definitely uh, know what you're doing as a homeschool parent because it's the <laughs> flip side. 
Uh, you probably have a little bit more confidence that it's, everything's going to work out in the end um, well uh, because you have uh, walked the journey. Um, but it's uh, it's definitely um, a new experience, and unfortunately, I have not absorbed all you know forty years of homeschool knowledge from my mom. Um, <laughs> so, uh, just uh, a homeschool dad. Uh, with maybe a little bit more confidence and experience than other people in my situation, um, but uh, just trusting the Lord uh, day to day and uh, walking this uh, homeschool lifestyle with my wife. Yep, Amen. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny. I think that that a lot of the second generation homeschoolers are truly shocked about what you were you were saying. They go in thinking that you know they they understand it and and they do to a certain extent. And I think that you're a, a leg up because, like you said, you've got the confidence of knowing that it works. And you also have, you know, I know what I would want to tweak a little bit. So you've kind of got some insight from a student's perspective, but it is a whole different ball game when you're, you're the one responsible for pushing things forward and, and being that homeschool leader of your family, teacher of your family. Oh yeah. hundred percent. I mean, you know, you don't know why your parents made certain decisions or had certain rules. And um, as an adult, you're starting to say, Oh, that's why they yeah, did that. Now I see. <laughs> <laughs> Makes total sense now. Well, I wanted to kind of follow up on something that you said in passing before we start talking about what we're here to talk about today. And you noted that Classical Conversations was started in 97 in your basement. And I think that for so many of us, we just see CC as being massive. I think you mentioned earlier that there's like 132,000 students that are enrolled in Classical Conversations around the world. And that came from a basement, you know, just an idea that God laid on your mom's heart and and can you tell us just you know the reader's digest version of how that all came to be because i think it's super encouraging to hear how god can take something from so small and such humble beginnings and make it so big and impacting so many people yeah i mean it's obviously a a god thing and we were just kind of willing participants in it yeah so when i was being homeschooled in the 90s or 80s and 90s when i was getting into high school Parents then have the same fears parents have today, and, I, and I'll tell you that this, it's worldwide. How am I going to teach this harder subjects? Am I going to be able to get my kids into college or career um, readiness? And uh, a lot of my friends who are dedicated, committed homeschoolers were saying, maybe we're going to go to private school, maybe we're going to go to public school. My mom said, and my dad said, hey, what if we helped you homeschool through high school? And uh, back then you had uh, newsletters that were physically sent to you in the mail. (laughs) There was was probably email around, but it wasn't uh, used back then like it is today. And uh, she actually had it. She thought it was for a six o'clock information meeting. Um, She had actually put 630 in the flyer. And so at six o'clock, obviously nobody showed up. Um, And uh, they started putting the food away and drink and... um, saying, oh, I guess Robert's going to be homeschooling alone in high school. And then uh, 11 families showed up that evening, and 10 of them joined us. And so we had 11 students in our basement in 1997, uh, which was kind of the freshman program, which is called Challenge One now. People enjoyed it. Um, Everyone wanted to do it another year, so we did it another year. She took, you know, like the 12 pieces of paper that she had together for the curriculum. (laughs) Um, And gave it to another mom said, hey, you know, there's other families that want to do it with their younger kids. So 
uh, we had two groups that second year and like three or four the third year. And then um, about then I went off to college. And then uh, a couple years later, there was a waiting list of 300 students and um, people wanting more and more uh, help and accountability. And uh, I got a phone call from uh, my mom saying that my dad had quit his job as an aerospace engineer and was going to stay home and uh, her and him and the family were going to try to uh, make classical conversations something more, uh, Mm -hmm. something that could support our family and support homeschoolers around the world. Well, they didn't think about it around the world at that time. Right, right. Um, but, but I was, but I was, I was going to be on my own for paying for college, and uh, d- d- um, they wished me luck and said, uh, "Don't call <laughs> us for money." <laughs> wow, we are taking a leap of faith right now. So you get to as well, right? Yeah, they uh, so they bootstrapped it um, from my parents' savings, and you know didn't huh. take a paycheck for years um, as they uh, built the organization and. Um, yeah, so the Lord's blessed it for whatever reason, um, probably because, I don't know if it's because of our faithfulness or because he saw a need for families to be supported in this way, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just been awesome to see how the Lord's moved and just, uh, humbling that, uh, he lets us have some, some small part of that, um. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. I remember the first time I met your mom sitting, we, I met her in Rogers, Arkansas, at one of our events and, um, just had the privilege of sitting down and chatting with her and hearing her heart, uh, not just for the States, but truly for reaching families around the world. And, um, just, I just absolutely loved every moment I got to talk to her and, um, it was a blessing to hear how passionate she still is. She's not, she doesn't seem to be slowing down at all, uh, even though she's been doing it for a long time. Um, and there's just, it, it was just a real encouragement to my heart. And so um, <clears throat> really excited to hear how God continues to bless and grow your all's footprint and your reach with families all around the world. Yeah, my mom never slows down. I'm sure she'll be given orders on her deathbed one day of things <laughs> that she, she thinks could be done better and uh, <laughs> or ways that we could help homeschool families uh, and families around the world uh, more effectively. Um, yeah. And she's uh, work, working on a a new math program called the math map and uh, it's a K through 12th grade uh, math curriculum that's designed around the idea of families and being able to have a common language in the, the homeschool household of math and allowing older students to be able to help younger students and um, being able to uh, find um, answers to questions that you have if you missed or don't understand a topic being able to quickly go back to uh, find it so you can fill in that knowledge gap. So it's pretty incredible and we're super excited about it and, you know, we're piloting it, you know, we're going to make sure that we do a good job of um, getting it into different families' hands and getting feedback from uh, multiple groups uh, in our own communities uh, before releasing it to the general public. Um, So So exciting. Well, I can't wait to see what you come up with on that. I'll, hopefully hopefully get to see a little bit of it as it starts rolling out. Um, but I wanted to, to spend a little bit of time talking with you today. You know, we are right now at the end of the homeschool year. A lot of people have, a, a ton of people, as you know, have come into the homeschool market this year. A lot more have been doing it. And they're, you know, every year at the end of the year, you're kind of evaluating 
what you're going to do next year, what fit, what didn't. Um, and so I know that a, on a lot of people's minds is this idea of the different styles and, and specifically classical education. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that today and really kind of define what classical com or classical education is and you know how it kind of fits within a family dynamic, what the point of it is, that kind of thing. Just so as people are praying about what they're going to do in the years ahead, that they have a, a really good knowledge of these different opportunities um, that are available to them. Yeah. So, I mean, each, uh, you know, classical organization, you know, approaches classical education in a, in a different way. Um, Really, it's about the trivium, which is grammar, dialectic, and rhetoric. And it's for us, it's the natural way of learning. The Lord designed your brain, um, a child's brain, to grow. And in each, uh, you know, as they get older, they process things differently and start connecting things. And so it's really uh, uh, 15 tools that we use to teach you how to learn anything. Hmm. And um, so for the grammar stage, uh, we have what's called the five core habits of grammar, which are naming, attending, memorizing, expressing, and storytelling. And so we teach you how to use those tools um, using the different subject matter and uh, involves a lot of memorization at that age because kids can memorize things that are going to benefit them for a lifetime, like mm -hmm. Bible verses, the periodic table, multiplication tables, up to 15 times 15, math facts, uh, Latin endings, or they can memorize, uh, you know, uh, their favorite cartoon theme song. So we want to have them memorize good things. <laughs> then um, they, they and, are uh, like of, sponges at that age. Definitely, yeah. It's I, I watch the stuff that they retain and how easily they do it, and it's it's truly miraculous, actually. Yeah. So we want to. So we teach how to do that in a fun way, and uh, our focus is on really empowering the parent uh, to be the best homeschool parent that they can be. And we know if we do that. Uh, the child's going to get a great education. And then um, the dialectic or logic stage is kind of the middle school stage. And we um, talk about the five common topics of dialectic, which are definition, comparison, relationship, circumstance, and testimony. Again, so we're going to teach you, the, the parent, as well as the student, um, these five tools and how to use them in the different subjects. And then the five canons of rhetoric is uh, our our, in high school is going to be where we really focus on that, and that's memory, invention, arrangement, style, and delivery. And so uh, classical education for us is all about uh, being winsome and being able to articulate uh, your point of view and to look at uh, the world logically and uh, through a biblical worldview lens. And so um, throughout all of this, uh, you know, we start uh, with uh, public speaking uh, with our K-4 uh, year olds uh, all the way through twelfth uh, grade, uh, where they will um, uh, do a large presentation at the end of their senior year as a capstone event. So um, that's our focus, and um, we also, like I said, empowering parents. Uh, we've actually launched a master's program a couple years, uh, where if you're in classical conversations, um, we've uh, worked with the college where you can earn your master's in uh, classical education. Um, uh, while do, while homeschooling your kids, and so it's not something that parents need to be overwhelmed with, you know, or say like, oh, you have to do this. It's something like, if you're a parent and you've homeschooled your kids for twelve years, look, you've already earned a PhD in education. <laughs> you are already one of the smartest individuals yeah. 
on the planet. And I always call it like the Wizard of Oz syndrome. Like, you know, the, you know, they gave him a heart uh, (laughs) clock in a, in a, in a, you know, the the bravery and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, it's just like, you already did the work. We're just getting it recognized for you. And it's not that you should be, um, you know, puffed up and proud or anything like that. It's just saying like, hey, you did this work. And uh, if you just are willing to show it to a PhD and follow these curriculums, um, then that's something you can do. So, you know, we're always trying to honor the father and mother. And that really what the Bible tells me um, that we ought to be doing. And so that's where our focus is as an organization that might be a little bit different than other people who are focused on the child. Our focus is on the parent. Huh. Well, that is awesome. And I think that, you know, I, I, we stress a lot. We have a lot of, um, we, we produce a lot of material that is aimed at equipping parents and encouraging parents. And I think that if more of us as parents looked at the job that we were doing as actually just that, we have a very important job. We are educating and preparing our children for to, to be ready for whatever God brings into their life in the days ahead. There is no more important job. And so it is very important that we take it seriously, that we're equipping ourselves, that we're growing, that we are, you know, kind of staying on top of, of what is the best way to serve our kids in this way, because that strengthens relationships and it it does it removes friction. It does all of these things and it elevates our view of what we're doing. So we tend to approach it much better. So I love the fact that you all focus on parents so much. Yeah, I mean, God calls us in Colossians to do all things unto him. And we don't really have a great mentors or vision of what that really means oftentimes. But if, mm. if you're homeschooling and you're doing it for the Lord, I mean, you're living out his calling in your life. And, um, you know, modern society says you need to go to a nine to five to have um, value. And we reject that at Classical yep. Conversations. Um, that is not something that's biblical. At least I haven't been able to find it. Um, but God calls us to different jobs. And whether he calls you to be a clergyman or a trash collector or an accountant or an engineer or a homeschooling parent or a co-op leader, um, He's called you into that role, and that is your mission on earth. Right. Like, there's no part-time Christians. You're right. either Christian full-time who's been ordered by our Lord to go out into the world and make disciples of his people, or you're not. And so, um, you know, it, when we look at it through that sort of lens, whether you're doing the dishes, cleaning the house, vacuuming, washing the car, um, filling out paperwork, you know, all of those things can be done to the Lord. And when you do those things and are, have a kingdom mindset and an eternity mindset, it will be much more fulfilling and you'll get through those hard days um, remembering that the, the Lord's got this and we're just to um, be diligent in uh, following what he's asked us to do. Yep. Amen. Doing all to the glory of God, giving it all we've got um, because it is an offering. Our lives are truly an offering and it is a great way for us to worship him through just following his plan for us. Um, Well, I, I know that as we've been talking specifically about the classical education, that there are families out there that that truly just don't even know what it looks like. I think to me, when I first started, the idea of classical education was really intimidating because all I had ever known growing up was, you know, a brick and mortar school situation with very traditional textbooks and, you know, all of that. So, so what, 
as a, as a style, as a style of education, what does classical actually look like within the families? What sets classical apart from, you know, just a traditional um, textbook heavy approach to learning? Right. Yeah. So one of the main differences is we go back to original text. So we're not going to read some professor's opinion about the Constitution. We're going to go read the Constitution. Mm -hmm. uh, we're not going to read some... Uh, billion-dollar multinational organization's opinion about the Federalist Papers, we're going to go read the Federalist Papers. And so that's the kind of intimidating part often is like, oh, I don't, I could never read that or that's difficult to read. Um, and that's why it's so important to understand, like in our methodology at Classical Conversations, is, is we, we do, we try to pick the best materials, the things that are going to help you to be free indeed as a human and uh, live a free life that uh, is reflective of the freedom, Christian freedom the Lord gives us. Um, but we're going to practice those 15 tools, those five core habits, those five common topics, and those five canons of rhetoric as we engage great material. And so don't be intimidated by, um, you know, the materials or Latin, um, those things. Know that we're going to do hard things together, um, but when you know how to approach those things, um, it's going to make life so much easier. And if yeah. you think about like technology and how much the world is changing, we need adults who know how to think and how to tackle new issues and new problems. And jobs of yesterday aren't going to be there for tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. And so when you empower your child um, with the tools of learning, no matter what happens in this world, they're going to be able to engage it. They're going to be able to honor God. Uh, wherever they are. So um, that's why it's so important to, for us to focus on grammar, dialectic, rhetoric, and those tools of learning inside of those three concepts um, and engage the best material out there to do it. Yeah, and, and you were noting before when you talked about you are training these kids to be winsome and able to uh, articulate their worldview. I think that that articulation is just a, a really, really big deal. I know that when within our family, the the conversations that surrounded the the good source text that we were read, reading, the the ability to work out what does this mean, how does this impact things, what do you think about this, and and getting them very comfortable in a situation where they are conversing about these things, not only makes them more able to articulate their view, but it also enables them to to be more able to enter into debates or disagreements with other people without being disagreeable or harsh, rather being very intelligent in the way that they are battling ideas that they would disagree with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, as Christians, we believe we battle not against flesh and blood, but against uh, spiritual things. And um, so much in this world, if you look at politicians if you look at the news, right, it's all about individuals and like, oh, you, you're a hypocrite. So, yeah, we're all sinful human beings. We're all hypocrites. Mm -hmm. Let's try to engage in the ideas and find out the truth. And because the only person who's not a hypocrite is God, um, who's perfect, created this world, and uh, he reveals himself um, in nature, uh, in the orderliness of this world, um, and so uh, we can know him. Our mission at Classical Conversations is to know God and to make him known. Hmm. 
and by uh, studying the world that he created um, is uh, how we do that. And so by empowering our students uh, to be articulate, to understand and argue both sides, like we practice in our debate strand, you're going to argue this side and the other side. Yeah. Um, if you don't understand the concerns of where other people are coming from, um, you're not going to be able to persuade them. Right. And so that's that's so important for us is to remember and to teach our students that you're debating ideas, uh, not individuals. Right, right. Yeah, and, and that is that is something that's so lacking in our world today, and you see it everywhere. The discourse is so um, just harsh and unloving across the board on both sides of, of any given issue. And so it's really important that we equip our kids and, and really ourselves as parents to engage in a loving manner while not, not caving on what the position is. The position may be right, but the humans that we're talking to need to know God's love and not just the wrath of what we're trying to say. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a difficult thing to do, especially when um, in the polarizing world of social media that we live in. And that's why it's yes. so important to get out from behind your computer and get in a group of other people um, who are like-minded and want the same things for their child's education that you want and to engage in in-person dialogue. And so, yep. and, and be able to model that in, in an environment that is supportive of your homeschooling goals. Yep, absolutely. Well, I wanted to to double back to something that you said at the very beginning. You talked a few minutes ago about, you know, kind of what the the ability of these of the younger kids to just memorize and absorb all these things, but I know a lot of people who are listening are kind of at the point where your mom was when she first started and that is a lot of people drop out in high school. How on earth do I homeschool high school? You were homeschooled through high school. I've been able to homeschool three now all the way through high school. And so we know that it works. We know that it's actually, I think, the best part of homeschooling of all. I loved homeschooling high school. But for those that are asking, you know, how is this even possible? How is it even possible, Robert, to, to homeschool <laughs> high school and, and do it successfully while keeping the hearts of your kids, not ruining those relationships, mm-hmm. but also really well preparing them for, for college or whatever the next step that God has for them? Yeah. Well, I think um, one of the good things is homeschooling, really your students start learning how to teach themselves a lot of these things. And again, um, our emphasis is on those tools of learning. And so you don't need to be an expert in these subjects. What you need to do is be an expert in asking good questions. And you ask the same questions for all of the um, subjects. And so, you know, oh, well, where was that in the textbook? Or who else, where was that... um, Previously, you know, if you don't understand that, you know, hey, go, how, how can you look that information up? Um, and then, of course, uh, if you're in a community, there's other people that you can uh, talk to as well, uh, whether that's a classical conversations community or co-op. Um, and students really are leading more and more of their own education at that standpoint, yeah. which is what they're going to have to do in college. Uh, it's what they're going to have to do if they don't go to college, because that's becoming more and more obvious um, of choice for many families yeah. is to skip the debt, skip the indoctrination, um, you know, go be an entrepreneur, go into the mission field, take a gap year. Um, as adults, um, they're going to need to have these skills. And so the benefit of homeschooling through high school is you can give them these skills and they can start pursuing things that they're passionate about. 
that they wouldn't be able to in a brick and mortar. And so let me give you an example from my own life. I thought I wanted to be a computer engineer. And uh, we found a local engineering company is about a 12 person firm and I started interning them with them during the summer. So I was able to work full time during the summer and one day a week during the school year I would um, go there as an intern. And so if I was in a brick and mortar institution I wouldn't have been able to do that um, because I would have had to be at school from during business hours. Hmm. And so I've figured out that I did like engineering and I didn't want to be a computer engineer. Now, if I had been in college and found out as a junior that I didn't want to be a computer engineer, I would have spent twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars more after switching my major than I would have otherwise because I didn't have that opportunity to pursue what I wanted. And so that freedom you get of homeschooling through high school to let your student take time to pursue their interest is going to pay so much dividends down the road. I mean, I think it's something like only 30% of college graduates are working in their field within three years of graduation. Um, And I know at college, I mean, people switching majors is a common thing. And um, if they had had exposure and experience before going to school to see, do they really want to do this? Um, they would have been able to make wiser decisions and, hey, maybe even make some money instead of paying a lot of money uh, for making a decision um, because you didn't have all the information ahead of time. Yeah, yep, yep. Well, and I think that it's really important for parents to um, to make the adjustment in their own mind about homeschooling high school because it it looks different than homeschooling those earlier years because like you said we have trained our kids all these years to to learn and to know how to find information and to drive their own ship so to speak and so with high school, there's a little bit of a letting go that you get to, but you also have to, <laughs> you have to do to let them start spreading their wings. Um, I just had a conversation. I've only got one left in high school. All my others have already graduated. Um, but I just had a conversation a little while ago with my daughter, who is a freshman this year. Um, and, and we, to try to get together and actually do, I'm putting in air quotes here, do lessons together every day mm-hmm. is just not, it's not practical for a high school girl. So because she's got co-op stuff and she's got assignments for other things and she's learning and doing and all of these things and experiencing all of this stuff. So we now kind of focus on Fridays where I kind of check in with her. We discuss things. Now I'm available all year or all week long. So if she has a question or she runs into something, but for us to truly come together, we've really set aside some time on Fridays to kind of come together, look ahead, make sure she's keeping up and, and have the conversations that, you know, would be a little bit more sterile, not the ones that just happen naturally. Um, and that is a great system that has worked for us. But you have to be willing to to not micromanage because if you are micromanaging your teenagers, you're not actually preparing them in the way that you've been working towards all this time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, exactly. it's really yeah. awesome to get to grow with your kids as, as they kind of mature. You get to as a parent and a home educator as well. I mean, we kind of ex- – one of the illustrations we use is, is- – like getting dressed up and prepared to go to prom and then not actually doing it because you've sent your kids somewhere else. Yeah. Um, you've done all the hard work. It, homeschooling through high school, in high school, 
there's more difficult the difficult things in it are not the academics you know yes. it's it's the it's the maturation of your child and do you really want as they're going through those different development stage um, being educated by someone who doesn't share your worldview um, somebody who may even despise your worldview mm. and so um, that's why I think it's so important to be involved in a co-op or a debate club or a, you know classical conversations community is because um, you know, as they're as they're getting older, they're getting argumentative, not because necessarily they're, um, you know, wanting to argue with you over certain things, but their brain is in that development stage right. where they're starting to see everything come together, and you need to put them in a group of peers where they can work it out and learn the proper ways of talking and debate and discussion and the and the rules of engaging in these aspects. And so, if you're alone schooling and um, not putting your, not giving your child an opportunity to um, interact with other students their own age, and you're going to be their only debate partner for four years, well, you're probably in for a bad time. Wow, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, if, but if you let them get some of those, that energy out and learn it um, through different clubs, organizations, um, and that's what, you know, 99% of homeschool parents are doing. Um, yeah, you're still going to have some of those things, but you're going to um, be able to get through that and um, I just hear from our graduates all the time, you know, like, oh, I didn't understand why my mom had me do this or I didn't like this or that. But as an adult, when I look back six mm. years, eight years, I so appreciate what happened. And um, I know it's kind of hard to see, you know, <laughs> you know, with kids like, oh, they're going to really appreciate this in 10 years, <laughs> you know, um, for the rest of their life. Uh, but they do. Um, and you just got to, um, you know. Be thankful God gives us grace for today and has prepared the way for tomorrow. Yep, yep. Yeah, I've heard all three of my kids who are in college have commented the fact that they, even though I felt I was failing, even though I saw everything I did wrong personally, they have noted about how thankful they are that they are able to find information. They're able to 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 do all the things without a whole lot of oversight. They they talk about a lot of the people that they go to school with who really struggle with that, especially early on in their college career. So we are really giving our kids a leg up if we allow them the freedom to, to pursue learning in that way that we've set them up for. Um, but the other thing that I found with a co-op in particular, or, you know, clubs or whatever it is, however the structure is, is that to give them accountability to someone besides yourself is also a really good way to approach high school because they, they're going to be accountable to somebody besides you for the rest of their life. So to get them ready for that, to get them accustomed to deadlines matter and, you know, the, the accountability that comes with having someone outside of, you know, just mom or dad um, with the expectations, that's a really big deal for these kids as well. Yeah, and making sure that whatever organization that you're partnering with really views you as a partner. Yes. In that, and uh, isn't um, trying to take over those roles. Right. So. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Robert, we are running out of time here. I appreciate your telling us, though, a lot more about classical education and, and kind of encouraging our hearts about high school. Um, I hear that you have a new podcast that you're rolling out. So before we got done, I wanted to make sure you told everybody about that and kind of what kind of topics you're covering and what they can expect with that. Yes, yeah, uh, the Refining Rhetoric podcast. Uh, you can find it on your favorite 
you know, podcast uh, channel. It's uh, really looking at those 15 tools of learning um, and having conversations uh, with Christians who are doing awesome things around the world and um, practicing those tools of learning so you can see them in action as adults and see how this isn't just an academic exercise. Uh, When you uh, understand these tools, you'll use them for the rest of your life and and they'll benefit you. So Mm. uh, we should have about... uh, our fifth episode should be dropping on April 6th, and uh, just uh, talked to my mom. These first couple episodes, I've talked to different business, Christian business leaders. And there's so many great principles for homeschooling uh, in those podcasts, and then uh, we'll be talking about a little bit more controversial issues uh, here in the near future. So um, wow. please join us. Uh, again, that's uh, Refining Rhetoric as uh, we practice the 15 Tools of Learning. Well, that's fantastic. And I will include um, links for people to find out about all of this classical conversations in general, the Refining Rhetoric podcast and all of that in the show notes. So if you're listening in, make sure that you click on the show notes so that you can get those links and connect with Robert and all that they're doing there. Um, So Robert, thank you again so much for taking the time to, to hang out with us today. Yeah, thank you so much. I hope your audience Got some bit of wisdom uh, from the Lord and anything that I said of my own understanding, just uh, forget about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate it. And it's been very helpful for all of you that are listening. And I do hope that this has been an encouragement and a challenge to you. I hope that it has given you a little bit more insight about maybe some things that you've been wondering about, whether that be classical education, what it looks like. Or can I homeschool high school? Any of those type things. I hope that this has been an encouragement for you. Thank you for spending the time with us today. And I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thank you for joining us today. We believe that every family is called to teach them diligently. So we're here to help. We would love to get to know you this year at one of our four live Teach Them Diligently events. And then throughout the year, when you become part of the Teach Them Diligently 365 community, check out the notes from today's show for more details about what we discussed today, as well as all of these other resources that Teach Them Diligently has to offer. Have a wonderful day, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon.